0: It's episode eight of the Bulls podcast. Joining me this week to talk all things Pombonek cricket is the great man, Stephen Churchy Murphy. Welcome, Churchy.
1: G'day, great man Luke Reynolds. Mate, thanks for having me back. And unfortunately, Darren Lehman was unavailable this week.
0: Yeah, we tried to get him on. Uh, We'll continue to try. Maybe
1: he's waiting until you hit double figures. Just wants to see, see that it's going to actually continue before he jumps on it too soon.
0: I reckon Booth might even be more of a triple-figure man. <laughs> well,
1: you'll get there,
0: I think. Uh, ratings going okay? Yeah, ratings really solid. Dan Lenahan, uh gave a little spike to the ratings. I think he uh, rated well in all parts of Weirite last
1: week. <laughs> no, good. Uh, Dan did a great job last week. It was, it was good to have him on.
0: It was, absolutely. So uh let's get into a big week in the Pombinate Cricket Club so, circuit. Yes
1: mate, um lots to get through each week now while well, with every team up and running. Um it was last Thursday uh with the first match for the for the round was the 2020 match. It was a quarter final against Princetown at Pombinate. Princetown 136 lost to Pombinate 9 for 137. Now of the wickets for Pombonite was Grant Place, who took four for 18. And for Grant, that that makes it eight wickets in six days. Uh, Stephen Hill, one for three. Tom Place, one for 15. Tim Place, one for 26. Brad Hillman, one for 26. And for the runs for Pombonite in the run chase, Tom Place, 43. Sam Darcy, 17. Stephen Hill, 15. Steve Castle, 14. And Yourself, Luke, 13 not out. A very tight win, mate. It went down to the last over.
0: It did. Uh, yeah, there was a, uh, a few controversial or, or tense moments in that last term, or the, or the last, last over. So, um, yeah, very pleasing to get over the line and in a very exciting game. In front of a very good crowd, it must be said too, at the Pompanoet Recreation Reserve. Thursday
1: night cricket could be a could be a thing, and and there was basically there was two big partnerships in that in that run chase. Before we talk about the run uh, the run chase, Grant eight wickets in six days. I know his brother Clinton. I think he might have even nicknamed himself the Wicket Pig. But I think we might have it. <laughs> I think we might have a new Wicket Pig on our hands.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, look. Uh, Grant bowled really well and we needed him to. We uh, didn't get off to the best of starts. Princetown got off to a flyer. And uh, yeah, Grant came on and got a couple of wickets that that really sort of pegged them back at a crucial stage.
1: Well, I'd, I've seen the worm on my cricket and Princetown's innings flattened in the last five overs as opposed to Pombonites that spiked in the last five overs. And with 2020 cricket, that, that was a big difference, I suppose, to, well, going down to the wire. Now let's, t- let's, talking about going down the lot let's talk about the last over. So, there was two big partnerships or two main partnerships in the run chase. The 31 runs partnership um, for the third wicket, but it was a 21-ball, 27-run partnership between yourself and Sam Darcy that got Pombo over the line, as it turns out, with three balls to spare. Talk us through the last over. Yeah, well, look,
0: Sam was hitting him really, really well, and... Um... He was the guy that really got us from a position where we were we were looking right on the edge to uh, making it achievable. Um, my role was just to bat with him and give him the strike. Uh, so first ball of the last over, we needed four to win. I was actually on strike, and uh, they did bring the field up, and uh, Julie hit the four. But according to the umpire, Sam was backing up too far and the ball was declared dead, which uh, was an interesting decision and uh, certainly got the crowd going. Uh, So we thought we'd won at that stage. And then of course we hadn't won. Um, Only managed a single off that ball, which was replayed. Then uh, unfortunately Sam got out with three runs still needed to win. And, uh, we did cross, he got caught, so we did cross. And uh, I was joined by Tom Darcy with four balls to go and was lucky enough to get a, a pad-high full toss on leg stump to chip over the top. And, and we got the three to get the win, much to our elite. So
1: you've effectively hit the winning runs twice in the same match.
0: Yes, well, as it turned out. Yeah, that was the way now it tell me, to was be. it last
1: season, I think you hit the winning runs in another tight match against Terang. Was it last season or season before?
0: Uh, there was actually three no, how quick time, guys. So you've yeah, done it is.
1: before. Um, just a the conspiracy theory. When you hit the winning runs off the first ball the first time, it, that obviously is a good feeling. Did you tee it up with the umpire to have it called the dead ball so you could do it again, that you love it that much? That... LAUGHTER
0: well, there was a good crowd there, Churchy. So let's put a show on. Yeah, it, it say, seems like it there
1: seems like it was yeah. tense enough, but you thought, no, we could we could <laughs> do this nine down and make it a little bit more tense. So you're a crowd pleaser. Um, tell me, Bevan Faulkner, Donny Reynolds, where where, <laughs> where, do, where do you fit?
0: <laughs> well, only three of us are Australian. So, yeah. No. I wouldn't put myself up there
1: with Don. Yeah, uh, well done, mate. Um, that would have been, been quite... It's very unique uh, for that to happen. Twi- to hit the winning lines twice in a match is, is uh, probably something that has never been done. And we'll talk about something else that has never been done later. But um, well done. Good to get over the, the line for the 2020. So the uh, Pombo through to the semi-final. Um, when is that? The 10th of December, I think.
0: Yeah, Thursday week. It'll be uh, against the winner of this Thursday's game between Cobden and Warndoo.
1: Okay, so hopefully another big crowd on the 10th to watch Pombo get through the semi. Um, but, uh the next match that we had, moving on from the 2020, we, we moved into the weekend. Uh, perhaps, we, actually, the, the under-13s was Friday night. Um, would you like to go through the under-13s?
0: Yeah, so we had two under-13 games last week. On It was actually back on Tuesday night. Uh, Pomponite Marone played in at uh, the Frederick Street Oval against Bucar. And they had a had a good game in there. Um, top scorers were Ben Whitecross with 15, Fletcher Tolland with 11, George Sadler with 11, and Nate Castle, 8. While with the ball, Ollie Riles-Rabula starred with 3 for 5. George Sadler took two wickets and a wicket each to Fletcher Tolland, Noah Ritchies, Dermot Kennedy, Ollie Horsepole and Ben Whitecross. And then it was on to Friday night. We had a new player join the club. So it's a big welcome to Hugo Chevelle, who made his debut and he did really well, Churchy. He, um, he made a couple of runs, he took a wicket and got a direct hit run out as well. So yeah, well, a great start for Hugo and welcome to the club. Uh, top scorers for the gold team were Gavin Reynolds with 32, Patrick Spokes with 14 and Max Rees with 8. And another guy who did really well was uh, first-year player, Jonty Raven. Uh, we, ha- we needed an opener for the night. He put his hand up and made a really good seven. And with the ball, Max Rees took two wickets with a wicket each to Patrick Spokes Hugo Chevelle, Harry Jenkins, Noah Boyd, and Mark Van Vaness. So some more good results for the under thirteen boys, and uh, a really big week this week. Churchy. on Friday night sees the clash between Pompanite Gold and Pompanite Marone.
1: Absolute young guns and all good kids. So it'll be good to get them all together on the on the park at the same time and watch them play against each other. That that'll well the. We'll talk about the women later. They played each other on the weekend, but to have two junior teams play each other um, is another feat that hasn't been achieved by the club since the '90s. So a lot of great things happening this season. Into the next match, uh, the Saturday games. So Division One had the bye. So Division Two. We'll talk about Division Two. So they had a loss, but Riley Bernoth was. A debut for Division 2, which was, which was great. Um, bowled a few overs, which which we'll talk about. And the scores are... Princetown, 231, of which Taylor Reynolds took 4 for 23. Wes Lenhan, 3 for 23. Luke Lenhan, 2 for 27. Defeated Pombinate out for 70. Wes Lenhan making 41. And yourself, Luke Reynolds, making 12. Tell us about that, great man, skipper.
0: Yeah, look, we uh, we had a bit of an undermanned side sent down to Princetown Saturday. They're really strong. Uh, I think with Warn Do they'll be flag favourites in Division Two. Um, yeah, and just uh, we we dropped a couple of chances early on, that, and they sort of got away. Luke Lenahan bowled really well early, took a couple of good wickets. Uh, Wes was you know was Wes taking three for twenty out off his eight. And uh, it was good to see Taylor Reynolds come on and 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 sort of h- uh, halt their innings at the end, taking four wickets to bowl them out. And then yeah, we just couldn't quite get the job done with the bats. Uh, Wes Lenahan again though, forty-one runs. He's in great form. We say it every week. Uh, Wes is a superstar. So uh, yeah, but look, uh, well under Riley Burnoff, uh, his second game, so he's he's made his debut in Division Three, Game Two. He played. He's made his debut in Division 2, so I expect his third game will be in Division 1. So, well done, Riley. <laughs> good to
1: see the Bernoth name back in the senior ranks.
0: It is, and uh, he's very reminiscent of his father, Glenn, as a bowler. Uh, probably a little bit quicker than Glenn, but um, Riley did a really good job with the ball in very tough circumstances against a strong team on a very, very fast ground. So, uh, well done, Riley, and I think there'll be plenty more chances for Riley uh, at Division Two level, this excellent season. to hear, Maiden.
1: Career best figures for Taylor as well, with four for twenty-three.
0: Yes, so uh, Taylor's uh, amongst the runs for the women's team, and uh, yeah, amongst the wickets for us. So uh, she bowled really well. She bowled full, straight, reasonably sharp, and uh, yeah, uh, sort of finished up that Prince Town innings where they could have got away even more. So well done to no, Taylor. Keep
1: up, keep up the good work and the development in Division Two. Division 3, Pombonite 5 for 156. Now, Stephen Hill, another not out, made 64. Tony Evans, we're talking about Wes Lenham being a fine wine. Well, Tony Evans, you know, he just keeps on being being great as well. So we had a few guys in the teens, Tony, 15, Bucky, 14, Richo, 14, and I think um, Pete Glennon and Chook. Made, made in the teens as well. So a few teens in that 156 score defeated Camperdown 8 for 119, where Donnie McGuinness, Donnie's good, took 3 for 11 and Tony Evans 2 for 13. The DB3 boys just keep getting the job done.
0: Yeah, and uh, good to see Hilly continue to pile on the runs. And Hilly was awarded today the Southwest Cricket Player of the Month of November. So uh, on, on a point system. So, congratulations to yes. Hilly.
1: Yes, uh, well done, Hilly. And I believe he's averaging over 100 for the season so far. So, might be a good time to retire. <laughs> yeah,
2: always retire on
1: top, <laughs> nah, too, I'd like him to keep going. I, I reckon he could push that a bit higher. I think he can, yeah. He's definitely
0: got it in him. And he's batting beautifully yeah, uh, at the good, moment. Good work,
1: Hilly. Go for back to back player of the. Player of the Month, I think.
0: Definitely, I think he's... Now, not if,
1: if we move through to Sunday, this is a massive day for the Pombonite Cricket Club um, because at the Pombonite Rec Reserve in the morning, we had the under-14 girls play against Irrawarra, which was followed then by the Pombonite versus Pombonite A women's team. So a full day of Pombonite and Pombaneet girls and women playing at the Pombaneet Rec Reserve. Talk us through that, Luke.
0: Yeah, so uh, the conditions, there was a lot of overnight rain and um, the ground pulled up really well. But um, the under-14 girls, it was Irawara 1 for 128, defeated Pombaneet, 4 for 56. Uh, at times, the game was played in really awful conditions, actually. But uh, we got through it. The girls were, were keen to get through it and... Um, yeah, look, really thrilled with the improvements all the Pombonite girls are showing at that level uh, and their enthusiasm. And yeah, it's a, uh, some great work there from the coach, Grace Lee, who who turns up every Sunday morning before she plays herself. And, uh, is, you know, she's working with the, the girls who are off the field at the time and, and running drills with them and, and doing a great job. So uh, it, it's really pleasing to see the improvement with the girls. But then we went on to the the big Pombonite versus Pombonite A clash. There, there was some lineup changes and a few players went back to to bolster the Pombonite A ranks. And it was uh, Pombonite seven for one hundred and six, with Sam Frankie thirty six not out, uh, making her second thirty retired score, batting really well. Jess Molden eighteen defeating Pombaneet A 26, but it was more the bowling where the interest was in, the, in this game, Churchy. Uh, the Pombaneet A women bowled really well, and it was Megan Kerr with two for eight. But there was a huge moment with Megan bowling to her sister, the Pombaneet captain at Narelle Place, and she claimed a wicket. And I recorded this interview with Megan after the game. Joining me now after the big Pombinete derby today is Megan Kerr. Welcome, Megan.
3: Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me.
0: How did you enjoy the game against the other Pombinete team today?
3: Yeah, it was a great uh, great day, great atmosphere. Um, always lots of banter out there, and I think all the girls really enjoyed it.
0: And, of course, I think you had a moment today which you'll remember for the rest of your life, and you may not even top in your career. Tell us what happened today when you were bowling to your sister, Norel, Megan.
3: Yeah, look, I... Uh, Uh, first bowl first over uh, for me for the season I came in and uh, bowled a good line and length and uh, I bowled Norelle so that was pretty exciting Uh, something that um, she also won't forget for the rest of her (laughs) life
0: (laughs) and tell us a bit about your celebration when you took the wicket
3: I think I was just in shock just as much as she was. She uh, had the bat down, the head down, and I was uh, too busy doing the (laughs) aeroplane celebrating. So, no, it was really exciting.
0: (laughs) Now, I know Dave got some great photos of of all the moments throughout that wicket and and the celebrations afterwards. Uh, Will that be a big frame present for Narelle for Christmas?
3: Yeah, look, um, I'd say I'll have to get one printed for her, Um, but no, it was all all in good fun and um, yeah, I'm just lucky I got that good ball, I think.
0: And uh, just enjoying your time back at Pombinete playing some cricket.
3: Yeah, it's great, great, great club, Um, kids, kid friendly, it's been uh, so nice to come back and um, play with a great bunch of girls, uh, meeting lots of new girls and um, yeah, I just, I love team sports, so it's just been great.
0: Oh, fantastic, Megan! All the best for the rest of the season, and thanks very much for joining us on the Bulls Podcast.
3: No worries, thanks for having me, Luke. So great stuff there from Megan Churchy.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, she'll hang her hat on on that w- to sit over the rails <laughs> for the rest of her Later, life. I'd uh, Megan, obviously
1: being a a place kid, um, they, they would have played a fair bit of backyard cricket back in the day, and we we spoke about Grant earlier being a, a wicket pig, and Clinton, of course. And it, it seems as though these place kids are perhaps all wicket pigs and. Makes me wonder, who, who actually, did anyone make runs in their backyard or, or were they just flat out taking wickets all the time? Yeah,
0: I think, I think uh, well, Grant's probably turned out the most prolific run maker of, of that, that uh, quartet. But, uh, yeah, obviously a bowl was good
1: <laughs> Road. Yeah, need to get the heavy roller on there, I think. But, uh, no, that, that's, uh, that's something that, well, has that ever been achieved at Pombenay's to bowl a sibling out, maybe maybe back in the day when Pombo used to play each other, but anyway, first a first for the Pomadact women.
0: Yeah, I think it would have. Yeah, I, th- I think it would have back in the the uh, even back in the red versus blue days, and uh, certainly in the green versus gold. I I, I think, for example, Brian and Boyd might have played against each other a little bit. So a first I'm sure for the women. Happened.
1: Anyway, so. Mate, it would have been a, yes. a special day to be a part of. Uh, actually, you're, you're great. There's actually more wickets that you want to go through, so go for that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Pombeene A skipper Belinda Lenahan took two for fifteen. Taylor Reynolds two for sixteen, and Deborah Reynolds took her first wickets with one for thirteen for the Pombeene A side. And in Pombeene A score of twenty six, it was the promoted Nellie Sadler. One of uh, probably the youngest player out there who took five for six, the first ever five wicket haul, Churchy, for a Pombeite woman. So great effort from Nelly. Then we had Mary place with one for four, Jessica Molden one for five, and the skipper Narelle place one for six.
1: Yes, lots of great, like, uh, great scores in there, mate. Uh, five for six um, by Nelly. So pretty, pretty special to get the first fiveer amongst. The Pomonaite Women, uh, lots of firsts happening. Uh, uh, as each week, there seems to be something else that hasn't happened before that get, happens. And... The Pomonaite Cricket Club Twelfth Men Club is a group of people that love the Pombo Cricket Club and want to make it a better and greater place than we already know it to be. With benefits including a monthly members' draw where we give away over two hundred dollars worth of cash and prizes, and social events. If you're a lover of the Pombo Cricket Club and looking for additional ways to contribute to the magic that happens at Pombo, then join now. With over 40 members already, it is a lot of fun and costs just $6 per week. For more information or to join, get in touch with one of our friendly executive committee members. Go Bulls! Now, Luke, I know Pomboneat has cricket almost every night of the week and it's hard to keep track of. But the under-16s didn't play on Sunday. They played on Tuesday night. So, Tuesday night cricket could also be another great thing that takes off at Pombonite. The under-16s had their first win for the season. Um, Talk us through the scores. Yeah, so
0: it was Pombonite 5 for 99 with the skipper Josh Coleman making 32. Harry Fleming a really aggressive, hard-hitting 18, and Noah Ritchie's 10 not out. Defeating the Camperdown Dragons, 9 for 29, Gavin Reynolds, 5 for 0, Noah Ritchie's 1 for 0, Riley Burnoff, 1 for 4, Josh Coleman, 1 for 4, and Finn Tolland, 1 for 5. So really pleasing to get a a win in our first 2020 match of the season. Yes, congratulations to
1: the under-16s, boys. And you spoke about... Yeah, Nelly taking five for six as as a young player at Pombo, and good to see young Gavin, your your eldest boy, uh, taking five for and including a hat trick.
0: He did, uh, yeah. He, he bowled really well. He he's he's been bowling well all season. Bowls fairly sharp for that age group, and uh, just bowls full and straight. And um, yeah, he he got some rewards tonight. So. Very pleasing to see, and uh, yeah, let's see what Gav has to say
1: about his super achievement that I don't think would have ever happened before it Get G'day, Gav, how are you going? Good, mate. Congratulations. Thank what,
2: you.
3: What
1: what what do you think is better, taking a for or a hat Um,
3: probably taking
1: the fifer. five for. none too. So yeah. they couldn't even sneak you through slips um, or anything. They 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 couldn't even make a run. That was pretty impressive.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. Most of the time, if they did play a shot, it would have been a block. Yeah. Well, uh, there's five batsmen that uh had struggle struggled to even play the block by the looks of it, mate. You're uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good form. Yeah. Thank you. Now, I, I I do want to know one thing though, Gav. Um, yeah. Because your dad, Luke, took a hat trick last year, so. Were you giving him advice on how to take a hat trick, or did he give you advice on how to take a hat trick?
3: Um, I think I might teach him. This. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I reckon. I reckon to stick to it, mate. And and you can probably tell him that you you're cherry right to go for divvy two, and you can tell him to stop. <laughs> he can probably hang up the boots as far as bowling goes, and just give give you the give you the ball now. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Gav, I don't actually think that anybody in under 16s, or I'm just I'm struggling to think of one where an, a player that is under 13s has taken a fifer, let alone five for none, and a hat trick. I don't think it's ever been done before.
3: Like out of any club?
1: Well, Pombonite at least, and well, I'd, I'd, yeah. I think it would be any club as well, because it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty unique feat to take a five for none and a hat trick. So, well done, yeah. mate. Thank how you. does it feel?
3: Oh, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Since my dad got one last year, he hasn't stopped going off about it. So I'm trying <laughs>
1: to be, I can only imagine, mate. Um. So now, now, well, we can't even remember Luke's hat trick anymore. It's, odd. whenever <laughs> anyone says, "Oh, the Reynolds hat trick," they go, "Oh, you mean Gavs?" Yeah. <laughs> Tell us how it went. How did you? How um, did you get the sorry. wickets?
3: So the first uh, wicket of the hat trick was an LBW, and then the next two were bowls.
1: Ah, good. So they're all smashing the stumps. Yeah, it's a good way to take a hat trick. Yeah. Probably takes the pressure off the rest of the team too when they're when you're on a hat trick and and you know you you've got to hold that catch to take the hat trick and if the, if the yeah. bowler just smashes the stumps as you did, that's um it's a it's a great way to do it.
3: Yeah, it makes it a lot easier for the fielders.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well done, mate. You must be pretty proud. I know I know the rest of the family would be pretty proud. So, yeah. well done, mate. Congratulations.
2: Thank you.
0: Keep up the good work. Thanks. So, Churchy, another big week at the club. On Thursday night, we have the Woolworths Cricket Blast and Master Blasters program. On Friday night, 4.30pm, the huge clash of the under-13s, Pomponite Gold, Versus Pombonite Marone at Pombonite. On Saturday, Division 1 play Nurat at Pombonite in a huge game. Division 2 play Hatesbury at the Camperdown Showgrounds. And Division 3 play Borken at Camperdown number 2. While on Sunday in the morning, the under 14 girls play Colac 1 at Pombonite. And in the afternoon, well, the Pombaneet women's team have the bye. It's Pombaneet A playing Bukar at the Frederick Street Oval in Camperdown. And on Monday night, sees the under-16s play another 20 game when they take on Tarang Nurat. Mate, Tarang. full
1: schedule of cricket at Pombaneet. It's mouth-watering stuff. And it actually, that might explain why the locals salivating for so much cricket at Pombaneet. That might explain why there is so much water in Lake Barber, just at the back of the cricket ground at the moment, just with the locals, just can't get enough of cricket at Pominate.
0: So, Churchy, of course, this week's episode is brought to you by our sponsor of the week, the Cobden Artificial Breeders Cooperative. And Churchy, there's nowhere else you'd rather <laughs> go for your bullsever, is there?
1: Absolutely not, mate. Uh, Cobden and AB have uh, been a been a sponsor of Pombo. Well, I think since I was in nappies, I think I'd, I always remember them being on the fence or on the back of the shirts. They'd, that'd have to be one of the longest, longest term sponsors that we've got. But um, absolutely, yeah, Bulls seeming fantastic at Cobden AB, but even better at sponsorship. Thanks, Cobden AB.
0: If you'd like to follow the Pombonite Cricket Club, you can follow us on Twitter at Pombo Bulls, on Facebook, search Pombonite Cricket Club, on Instagram at Pombonite CC. On YouTube, search Pombaneet Cricket Club. And on the web, www.pombaneet.vic.cricket.com.au. Don't forget to tune in at around 11.50am on ABC Radio every Saturday morning to hear a Pombaneet person talk all things Pombaneet women's team. This week, it was the club president, Dave Murphy.
2: The anticipation's palpable. The Pombonite Bull senior women's team had a massive win in their first game against Irrawarra. Did they turn up again last Sunday?
3: Dave Murphy is the club president of the Pombani Bulls senior women's team. Put us out of our misery.
2: <laughs> G'day, Catherine. G'day, Tony. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, the girls, uh, a bit of a rain-affected match last week, uh, the second half of the game. But uh, Bucard batted first, 8 for 92. Uh, Pombo, well on their way to uh, securing the win, uh, 1 for 61. So... Count back with the Duckworth-Lewis system. The girls, the girls, <laughs> the girls got the W. System. No, we love it. We love it when it works. Oh, for we her. love so it we when got it works. Yes,
3: you buried the lead there. What a win! And what was the atmosphere like? Was there mass celebrations?
2: Uh, the girls, the girls are pretty vocal uh, whether you're winning or losing or just competing. So uh, yes, electrifying. And how are we looking this week? Uh, big game this weekend. So the Pombo girls take on their uh, Pomboneet A side out of uh tomorrow afternoon so it'll be a huge day for the club um, it's probably the biggest game the girls will play for the whole season there's a lot of uh, inter-club rivalry I suppose you call it very competitive <laughs> natured girls so be good
0: well we'll leave you there Dave all the best
2: I can't wait to check in next week and see how you guys go no worries good on you guys thank you no worries how good's that our two teams they're flying Murph
0: we <laughs> Well, mate, thanks again for joining me for another big episode. Mate, thanks of for the having Bulls me. I hope Podcast. your
1: ratings go, don't go down too far. Um, but anyway, I'll, maybe I'll join you again in the double figures, and after you've interviewed both, perhaps.
0: Well, yes. Let, let's see if we can line that up first. But uh, and all the best in the big game against Nurat this weekend. Yes, mate. Uh, Nurat boys.
1: Uh, going quite well, and well, we we are a pretty good team. Then we just need to um, start start playing like the great team that we are, and I'm sure we'll we'll have a good result on the weekend.
0: Well, until we meet again, Churchy, go Bulls!